Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Michelle Grosser here, your master coach. And I am so pumped today. I'm so excited because today registration opens for our Summer of Self-Love challenge. And I want you to be a part of it. You can register today. There is a link in the show notes. It's absolutely free. So there's no reason why every every single one of you um, shouldn't be a part of this. How it's going to work is that I'm going to send you an email every day straight to your inbox for five days straight starting on July 31st through that first week of August. So that's two Mondays from now, if you're listening to this in real time. And each day you're going to get an email from me that has a short coaching video. So I'm going to try to keep them under five minutes um, to coach on the day's topic. And then there are going to be varying levels of challenges for each day, should you choose to accept them. And we're really going to expand our paradigms around what self-care and self-love look like. I think so often, you know, we think of this kind of pampering stuff or the massage or the mani-pedi and all that stuff is great. And I love all of that stuff. Um, But this challenge is really going to take things much deeper and I think give us practices um, that are more well-rounded as far as our self-care and self-love go, not these you know, one-offs. So I've put a lot of time into it. I've put a lot of intention into it. I'm super pumped about it. I think it's going to be powerful. Um, I understand that we're all, you know, we've all got a lot going on. (laughs) We're moms. We are, a lot of us are professionals and business owners, and um, we just got a lot on our plates and on our mental lists, and I get all of that. So these are not like lengthy, hour-long practices I'm asking you to put into place, but these are small shifts that you can make in your mindset, in your habits, in your patterning, in your way of being, in your nervous system that are going to have massive, massive payoff. I've um, incorporated every single one of these, the the five that I'm going to give you, into my life over the last hmm, five-ish years maybe. And guys, it's changed so much for me. It's allowed me to heal. It's changed the way that I see myself. It's changed the way that I uh, express myself, the way that I identify and vocalize the things that I need. It's made me a better, a way better wife, a better mom, a better business owner, 
um, all because I have learned how to take care of myself in a better way before I get to burnout or all of the other things that happen um, when we don't take good care of ourselves. So I know that all of you are so kind and you're so gentle and you're so compassionate and you're so loving with everyone around you. And this is going to be one week, one powerful week for you to focus on turning all of that goodness inward and allowing yourself to enjoy it and receive it because you are worthy of it. Um, So sign up at the link below. Again, it's absolutely free. Five days. I'm coming to your inbox. That means you can watch the videos. You can do the challenge exercises whenever's most convenient for you. Um, There's also going to be a Facebook group that you can join. That's going to be a place. I'm actually going to be going live there every single day at noon Eastern where I'm going to be teaching and coaching more in depth on the day's topic. I'm going to be answering your questions. I'm going to be doing some live coaching. I want to meet you there. Um, So make sure that you go ahead, sign up today. Don't put it off. Don't wait. Sign up today, the link in the show notes, and then be sure to add it to your calendar. You're going to get a confirmation email once you register. If you don't see it, check your spam, check your junk mail. It's probably in there. Um, and then just mark it as a safe email because I want to make sure that you get the emails, the actual challenge emails when they come out and that they don't end up in your spam. So I can't wait for this. I'm going to do it along with you guys. I'm going to be in that Facebook group sharing my revelations and the things that I'm learning about myself. And as I'm doing the exercises along with you, I'm believing that all of us collectively will be moving toward a place of better self-care and self-love. And I think that's going to be powerful. So I'm so pumped for it. I hope you're pumped for it too. Would you join us? Go ahead, click the link in the show notes and sign up for free. Okay, so today we're going to talk about three daily practices that will really help to calm your stress and your anxiety levels. My plan was to do this all in one episode, and then I started talking about these ways in which we can calm our nervous system and reduce stress and anxiety, and I guess I got really passionate and really wanted to share so much with you guys um, because I got to the end of it and I looked up and I'm like, holy shoot, I just recorded for a whole hour. And ain't nobody got time for that. So I decided to break it up into two parts. So today we're going to go over one, the first daily practice to calm stress and anxiety. And then in the next episode will be part two. And I'll go over the second and the third daily practices to calm stress and anxiety. So join us today for step one. We'll go through that right now. And then in the next episode, jump back, come right back in. And we'll talk about um, the second and third daily practice you can put into place to calm your stress and anxiety. And before we jump into those three, I want to talk a little bit about chronic stress and about how we get to these states where we're experiencing stress and anxiety um, when there's no obvious threat, right? Sometimes it's like, yeah, I get it. My my kid just, you know, reached for the hot stove and that got my heart racing and, and got all of the things going. And that makes sense, right? That my body would mobilize to prepare for that threat and try to protect my child. But so often we're living like we wake up in the morning with chronic stress and anxiety and there's no real perceived threat. There's not something that's like obviously wrong or dangerous right before us. And I know sometimes that can be 
discouraging or frustrating because it's like I don't even know what's going on or it's like I can't identify it. There's so much going on that I'm feeling this way every single day. Like I just feel so freaking stressed out or I'm feeling really anxious today. And I want to talk a little bit about how we get to that place. Um, When we experience a stressor, so let's take, for example, like your child reaching for a hot stove, right? Your body releases chemicals. It releases hormones. It releases cortisol and adrenaline and these other stress hormones in order for you to be able to mobilize into a stress response which is typically that fight or flight, right? So you're, you have all of these stress hormones coursing through your body that allow your limbs and your lungs and your heart and all of these different things that you would need to be on alert if you were going to run or if you were going to fight, right? Fight or flight. And what happens is that in the way in which it was designed, we would experience a stressor, i.e. a child reaching for a hot stove, We'd be mobilized to intervene really quickly. And then with time, our body would be able to metabolize those hormones and those chemicals and discharge them. And we would return to our baseline stress level before the next stressor hit, right? So then maybe tomorrow it's like, oh, the kid, you know, fell face first down the slide. And it's like, then, then it happens again, right? Like we run to protect our child and, and attend to them. And it's not just in parenting. It's, it's any, any stressor that comes our way, right? Someone cuts us off in traffic and we almost get into an accident or someone says something to us that's like super disrespectful and it really makes us angry. And it's the same thing, right? It's activating this stress response in us. And the way in which we were designed to work is that our body would have time to metabolize those stress hormones before the next stressor hit. So just think about like our evolution. Think about, you know, thousands of years ago, um, what the kinds of stressors were. It's like you were running from, I don't know, a lion, right? Whatever it was, then that stress would resolve itself and you would have time to metabolize those hormones before the next stressor came. What's happened is that we now live in a society where we are exposed to chronic stress chronic stress, right? Stressor comes one after the other. We have stress from how we were raised. We have stress from our childhoods. We have stress from obviously parenting and in our workplaces and in our relationships. Our bodies experience stress. Think of all of the things coming at us with our phones and technology and social media and everyone's opinions and the news. I mean, think of how many times your body is stressed in one day. In one day, right? We face we can face financial stress or stress around our health or making big decisions that are chronic. So what happens is that we'll experience a stressor. Let's say it is someone someone cuts us off in traffic in the morning, right? And bam, our cortisol level and our adrenaline levels and all these other things, these stress hormones spike, right? And we have a response. And we start, our body does start to calm down and we start to metabolize those hormones because we're not running and we're not actually fighting. So it takes time for the, for these to be metabolized. And then we realize, oh my gosh, like I'm running late for this meeting that I didn't realize I have. And before we're ever able to actually metabolize those hormones and return to our baseline stress level, bam, another stressor hit, right? And then we get to the office and we're like running around, scattering, trying to get to the meeting that we're late for and we can't find 
I don't know, our notepad and we realized that we left all of our notes for a meeting at home. And it's like, bam, we were just starting to like recover and we, we get shot back up into another stress response. And then we go to the meeting and we figure it out and it works fine. And by noon, we're starting to feel a little bit better and our body is processing these stress hormones and we're okay. And then, you know, we get a call from the babysitter that our kid's running a fever and we have to leave work early. So we have to cancel a meeting or run home or whatever. And then like, you can just imagine all of you in your day-to-day lives, how we don't have time to metabolize the stress hormones being released in our body before another stressor hits. And there are stressors that just don't, don't, don't give us respite that they don't leave, right? There's this chronic stress. So what happens is that we never are able to return all the way back down to that baseline stress level because we keep getting hit with other stressors. And it's like we try to get back down, bam, another stressor. We try to get back down, but bam, another stressor. And our baseline stress level just continues to increase and it rises higher and higher and higher. And all of that unresolved stress that is stored in our body, right? All of those chemicals that haven't been metabolized, all of the tension that that causes us to store in our muscles, particularly the muscles in our neck and our back and our shoulders, right? All Everything that gets stored there doesn't have the time to move and process and it gets stuck there. And what happens is it builds up over time and we call that our allostatic load. And an increase, that burden of our allostatic load that we're holding onto in our body that's not being moved through, it's not finishing its cycle, it's not metabolizing, and it's causing all of that tension and stored stress, that causes dysregulation in our nervous system, which shows up in so many different ways, ways that we've talked about. We just did that little three-part series about uh, mental, emotional, and physical signs of nervous system dysregulation. It shows up in all of those ways. It shows up in burnout, um, and 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 that and that's really the root cause of burnout, right? It's like we're not metabolizing, we're not allowing our stress to run its course. Everything is getting getting stuck in our body. Our baseline stress level is rising. Um, our increase in allostatic load is causing nervous system dysregulation, which is causing us to burn out. Okay, that's the sci- That's the science behind it. So understanding that we're all facing chronic stress. I use that to stress the importance of the fact that we all need to have daily practices to allow ourselves to find moments of stillness, to calm our stress, calm our anxiety, allow our stress responses, all of those stress hormones to metabolize, to run their course, for us to release a ton of that. We're going to talk about that a little bit so that we can help our bodies return to a baseline stress level, reduce our allostatic load so our body's not holding on to so much of that stress. And you will find a reduction in the feelings of you know, stress and anxiety when you're able to incorporate these practices. Now, these are practices. So I'm not giving you a one-off, right? I'm not, I'm not telling you like, you know, go, go do something, go, go have a long weekend, and then you're not going to experience anxiety anymore. What I'm telling you is that these are practices that you should get into a habit of incorporating every single day. These are daily practices. They're ways of being. They become habits and routines and patterns. 
And when you do them, your body will become familiar with them and your body will grow in resilience because it will have a practice that it that helps it to return to its to its um, homeostasis, to its regulated state. So yes, stress will keep coming because we are grown human beings raising small human beings in a world that is quite stressful. And friends, life keeps on lifing, right? So stress is going to keep coming. The point is not to reduce all stress. That is impossible. We reduce the stress that we can, that we have control over, but it's going to keep coming. It's just part of life. So what we want to be able to do is to experience that stress, but have a nervous system that is resilient enough that it can recover, right? We don't get stuck in a stress response. We don't get stuck in a dysregulated state where we're always feeling anxious or irritable or edgy. We have tools, we have daily practices that we're able to use to expand our window of tolerance, grow our resilience and our capacity to handle life. So when that stuff comes, those stressors come, we can handle it. Our body can respond. It is resilient. We can metabolize those stress hormones. We know how to release them because we have the tools to do it. And we return to a calmer feeling regulated state. All right, let's go through these three. Number one, the first one, and I think this is my favorite of the three because it feels very counterculture and I'm all about that. We've got to be able to receive before we give. That's daily practice number one. I want each one of you to learn to receive before you give. It requires some major reprogramming for most of us, especially as women, especially as women in, in Western culture, especially as mothers. There is a glorified martyrdom to motherhood. There is a glorified you know, badge of honor to hustle culture and this pride of being busy. Like we wear it so proudly. Oh, I'm so busy, right? We're doing 24-7 and it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's causing chronic stress that we just talked about. It's leading to burnout. And if receiving is something you struggle with, if that's a pattern um, that you're noticing, friends, I, I, I want to encourage you that that is something you can rewire. That is a neural pathway that you don't have to be resigned to. You can rewire that. So do you struggle receiving, right? Do you struggle receiving? And be honest with yourselves. Like, how do you respond when someone gives you a compliment, right? How often do you ask for help or how often do you say yes or receive or allow others to help you if they offer it, right? How often do you do things for yourself? And if you do do them, how often does it make you feel selfish, right? If you're taking the afternoon to go to the beach by yourself or take yourself out to lunch or, you know, basic things. How often do you feel feel guilty for just doing those basic things for yourself? Because as women, guys, and here's the truth, we were created to receive. We were created to receive even more so than men. Like without getting, I don't know, to graphic, like guys, even our anatomy was created to receive. Think about it. So the call for each of you, as you're listening to this podcast episode today, is like, how can you open yourself up to receiving before you give each day? How can you allow yourself to receive before you start your day and all these little humans and maybe a big human, a lot of big humans need things from you and then you've got to start giving. How can you allow yourself to receive before you give every single day? 
And maybe that looks like a morning routine that you love. Maybe it could be, you know, drinking your coffee while it's actually hot in silence because you woke up 15 minutes before your kids. Maybe it's, you know, going for a walk first thing in the morning a few times a week. And, you know, if your kids wake up, they know that they go find their dad. Maybe it's a gratitude practice that you have or reading for, for pleasure or, um, a devotional or a Bible study time or journaling or whatever it is. It should be something that fills your cup, right? It's something you look forward to. It's something that you give yourself before you start giving to everyone else. So my invitation for you today first is to spend a moment right now, even if you have to pause a podcast for a minute, spend a minute thinking about how you can practice your superpower of receiving and actually put it into action, right? Start it. We talk often on this podcast about the three steps to change. The first is awareness, right? I am aware that this is happening or this is I'm, I'm experiencing this or I have this particular trigger. Like I'm aware that I'm struggling with stress and anxiety. You have the awareness. Then the step two is that we gather information, right? So you're listening to this podcast. I just gave you an incredible daily practice to help calm your stress and anxiety. You're going to challenge yourself and find a way to receive before you give. So you have the awareness and you have the information, but the third step is critical. The third step is critical and that's where most people don't do it and they get stuck, right? They they have this awareness that something's not right or needs to change. They gather all of this information, read the books, listen to the podcast, buy the courses, but we don't put it into action and that's step three. If we want to see the change, if you guys want to experience a new sense of calm and, and, and a reduction in your stress and anxiety, you've got to take action on some of this stuff. So do that today. Do it. Think about a way in which you can receive before you give today, tomorrow, and then I want you to put it into practice. Put it into action. Make a promise to yourself. Carry it out. Be in integrity with yourself and do it consistently and watch what happens. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.